So today, as we continue our exploration of prayer as a lifeline in our relationship to God, we are going to come to a critical moment in Jesus' life when we get one of the most intimate glimpses of his relationship with God recorded in Scripture. Here, Jesus' humanity is on full display as he faces the final week of his life on earth and all that it would ask of him. Yet we also have a chance to witness here a level of faithfulness that is just beyond us. So let us turn to this meaningful scene that has so much to reveal to us about the life of faith as it is captured in the Gospel of Luke. Let us listen for God's word for us this day. He came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So when we step into the story, Jesus has just left the Passover table, where he has shared his last supper with his disciples. Like a lot of dinner parties or large family gatherings, the meal had held a roller coaster of emotions. Jesus is having to say goodbye to his beloved disciples after three or so intense years of life and ministry lived together. He names that one of them had already betrayed them, causing all kinds of denials and accusations to be thrown about which devolves into an argument over which of the disciples is the greatest before Jesus steps in to put them all in their place. He calls out that Peter will deny him, foreshadowing not just Peter's abandonment, but honestly how they will all in one way or another desert him. It has been an intense night, And Jesus knows what will come to pass before the dawn hits the next day's horizon. So scripture tells us that Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. Friends, there is something significant here. In those four small words sandwiched between the drama of the Last Supper and this scene that is about to unfold on the Mount of Olives. As was his custom. That word that is translated in our text today as custom is the Greek word ethos that has made its way into our modern day language as well. Merriam-Webster defines it as the distinguishing character, sentiment, moral nature or guiding beliefs of a person, group, or institution. Jesus heads out to the mountain as was his custom, his habit. His trek to the mountain was in line with his ethos, his character, 
his nature as it was shaped by his morality, his guiding beliefs. My hunch here is that what was his custom was not going to the Mount of Olives in particular, but instead this pattern we see throughout his ministry. Jesus retreats, goes to the mountains, gets himself out of the crowds, away from the hubbub of the city, separates himself from the drama unfolding around him so that he can connect to his lifeline, so that he can pray, so that he can focus on God's presence, so that he can attune his heart to the heart of his God. Each and every mountain retreat Jesus has made up until now have been both provision and preparation that serve him here. Those mountain moments with God have sustained the journey that has led Jesus to Jerusalem, brought him to the threshold for this final week on earth and all that it will hold. Those mountain moments have prepared Jesus for what he is being asked to do. He will step over that threshold and into this painful week and all that it will bring because he has learned to discern the will of God and to trust it fully. God wants us to hear those four words, as was his custom, so that we might recognize the importance of cultivating this custom, this habit, this ethos in our own lives, so that we might be prepared when we face moments like these ourselves, when we stand at thresholds unsure of what will happen when we step through them, when we can sense what is about to dawn on the horizon, but do not know how we will make our way through that new day, when we hold worry or fear over what is beyond our control, when we are unsure of God's purposes and our place in them. Life is littered with threshold moments like these, and God longs to prepare us, provide for us as we come to them. So here is a proverbial Easter egg for us in this text, lying there for us in plain sight if we would just pick it up, as was his custom. Regularly taking time to retreat and connect with our God throughout the ordinary days and chapters of our lives is the preparation and provision we need for our toughest. It is Jesus' faith, his trust in who he knows God to be that allows him to pray this prayer of release. It is his understanding of God's faithfulness throughout his own life and the lives of the generations who have come before him that allows him to trust it in this moment. It is his belief that goes bone deep that God's will for him will be what is best for him and the ones God sent him into the world to love. In the midst of all the chaos that swirls around him, behind him, and before him, Jesus knows who is steadfast, 
and is able to release his future into God's capable hands. We hit moments like these throughout our individual lives, and we come to them in our collective life as well. We find ourselves at a threshold moment in our life together. And as we prepare to step through it into the futures God has for us, it is so important to remember the preparation and provision that has brought us here and will allow us to continue to trust God as we move through it. God has been so incredibly faithful And that faithfulness will endure as we are invited to release our futures into God's capable hands. As we are invited to trust yet again that God's will is what is best for us all. Many of you know these words that have become part of my custom, my habit, ethos. They were first gifted to me by my first spiritual director, Gene Springer, back in my seminary days. I was in a season of discerning God's will, God's call. And as so often is the case when we come up upon a blue light moment in life, when the direction is not immediately clear, was anxious about what the future would hold. She invited me one morning as I was nestled in her home office to take God's call for me up in my hands. Her instruction was not to clutch it tightly so that there was no room for God's spirit and direction to move. She also told me that I could not abandon it completely either, letting it drop from my consciousness. Instead, she encouraged me to hold it loosely, like one might hold a bird. The holding of it was important for it to not fly away, but if I clutched it out of my fear and anxiety, I would choke the life out of it. That first experience of holding it loosely led me to you. In this beautiful season of life and ministry that we have shared. God has been so incredibly faithful throughout my life and throughout yours. And in the midst of these chapters that we have lived together. That faithfulness will endure as we find ourselves at this threshold and as we step through it, if we would continue to trust, trust our God and God's will for our lives. As we enter a time of reflection and prayer today, I invite you to gather up into your hands what most needs to be there for you this morning. Maybe it is something tied to the season of change and transition in our collective life. 
or maybe it is something in your personal life. Wherever you find yourself sitting at a blue light, unsure of what to do, whatever leaves you feeling fearful and anxious, whatever has you worried as you think about the future, wherever you are longing for direction, what change that looms large that you are unsure about? Take some time to mine your heart and your mind for just what it is you need to bring before your God this day. As you flip through the possibilities and discover the one that weighs on you most, I invite you to gather it up in your hands as you place your hands before you on your lap. You can keep your eyes open or close them, whichever feels most helpful to you as we center in this time of prayer. As you look down at your open hands or keyhole in your mind what you carry there, consider it. Consider what is held by you this day. The change the unknown, the uncertainty, the question, the lack of direction, whatever it is you hold, take some time to picture its contours, to understand its bounds, to feel its weight, to recognize the space it is taking up in your heart, your life. To understand its scope, what it means to you and to yours. Take some time to consider it as you hold it in your lap. Now I invite you to clutch it, to take your hands that are laid open on your lap and grab hold of the change, the unknown, the uncertainty, the question, the lack of direction, and hold on to it with all your might. Feel the tension, 
that starts in your closed fists and courses up into your arms, into your shoulder, settling in your jaw, your gut, maybe even your toes. Feel how much effort and energy it takes to hold on this tight. How hard it is to breathe. How much is dependent on your energy, your strength. Hold on tight to this posture so you can feel what it takes of you. What it takes from you. Look at those closed fists before you. Feel them and see how you have left no room. No room for the spirit. No room for movement. No room for life. Clutch for just a few more seconds until you almost cannot bear to clutch any longer. And then, dear ones, release. Release your hold on it all. Let your muscles relax. Take a deep breath. Invite the Spirit of God in, into what you still hold before you, into your heart, into your mind, with these simple words that be can become our custom, our habit, can become so much a part of us that they are our ethos. Not my will, O oh God, but yours. Hold what is before you loosely, trusting that the God who goes before you, the God who comes behind you, is also the God who holds you and it all. The God who holds your future and will provide you everything you need to step into it. Whisper those words over what you hold in your hands. Not my will, O oh God, but yours. Not my will, O oh God, but yours. Whisper, whisper them now, but also again, as many times as you need, until that trust settles bone deep. Not my will, O oh God, but yours. Amen.